Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with us today. This podcast is dedicated to all things spirituality and self-improvement, and we have an excellent guest with us today. We have Ms. Lori Reddington. She is a mental health counselor who experienced her own near-death experience and this led her to awaken to some psychic gifts and abilities and now she is in turn using those gifts to help others move through life transitions and she's here today to tell us all about her near-death experience and how she took that and is using that to help others today so i cannot wait to hear her story thank you so much Lori, for being here with us today thank you thanks for having me melissa i really appreciate that i actually didn't start with just the near-death experience. It started when I went up to Bell Rock. I lived in Sedona for 17 years, and I went up to Bell Rock on New Year's Eve to pray and meditate. I was a director of sales and marketing for hotels at the time, and I was working 80-hour work weeks, and I decided to pray and meditate for time off from work. So I was tooling around the bottom. I was wearing moccasins. I was doing all the, the wrong things. I w w climbed up the mountain and just knew I shouldn't be hiking without my hiking boots and went up a trail and sat down and was listening to music and had an out-of-body experience, started to hike back down the mountain and actually got caught halfway down and couldn't go down and couldn't go up. And then when I got caught there, I flew off the rock and broke my leg in seven different places. And needless to say, I got my time off from work. Yeah. So you didn't want to, um, me, did you? <laughs> I broke my leg in seven different places and went back to work. That was the beginning of, of the year in 1997. And then from there, I had my my next experience that year was that I had acute pancreatitis. That's when the near-death experience started. I had acute pancreatitis. I was hospitalized for two and a half months on intravenous feed, no food, no water. I had an infection and I was fed in catheters on both sides of my chest. And I had an infection that ravaged my entire body. The, the doctors said that I wouldn't make it through the night. So they had a priest come in and the priest came in and gave me last rites. And when he gave me last rites, I, I prayed, I said, if I'm meant to be here, I'm meant to be here. If not, I'm not. And what happened then is that I was rushed into surgery and I left my body, hovered above my body, and I went down what was like a, a tunnel. Within the tunnel was swirling colors of psychedelic colors of purples and yellows and pinks. And at the end of the tunnel, I was greeted by three spirits. 
the first spirit told me that I needed to change everything about my life. I said, hmm, that's interesting. What what would that mean to me? You know, I'm a director of sales and marketing and I've got everything going on right now, right? Yeah. The second the second spirit said to me that I had a higher mission on the planet. And I said, a higher mission on the planet, you know, <laughs> who am I? You know, I'm not anybody important. <laughs> and the third spirit told me that my mission on the planet was to return people to love. And I thought, wow, that's an interesting mission. What is love? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I... When when I when I had that mission, when I returned into my body, it turned out that I had just moved into a mobile home on the creek. My 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 ex husband had been abusing me, and I had um had um met a lady that whose husband had just died of colon cancer, and I had just survived colon cancer just before I had the pancreatitis. And so it was just a, 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 a cancerous polyp that was removed. And so she gave me keys to this mobile home on the creek. And so when I moved in there, there was a psychic that lived next door to me. And his name was Stan Matrunic, and he'd been doing readings for 50 years. And he started to train me. And while I was recovering from the pancreatitis. And six months later, he went into spirit. He passed away. And he came to me and he asked me to continue his readings, that he didn't want his legacy to die. So I have been doing these psychic readings since 1997. Wow. Yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I started out doing them just for, you know, for a love offering and then, you know, for a dollar a minute. And then, you know, basically now I just charge $125, which is, really a lot less than most people will charge but i what i my mission is to make sure that everybody can afford it you know to make sure that the common person can do it yeah. you know i don't want i don't want to outprice myself and charge hundreds and hundreds of dollars but i'm told that i'm 90% accurate so <laughs> yeah i mean people tell me everything that i told them has come true Wow. And so when I finished, when I, when I, when I, when I got, got about to about 2000, or the year about 2000, around the millennium, I started doing tours to Sedona and I started learning about the land and I got pregnant with my daughter, Sarafina, in 1999, even though they told me that I couldn't get pregnant they basically told me that I had a tilted uterus and that 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 I would never be able to get pregnant. I had a miracle baby. I died in childbirth. My liver, my kidney, and my heart stopped in childbirth. Wow. And I lived through that. 
I had the perfect child. She's now 24 years old. <laughs> so I died in childbirth. I've had nine near-death experiences. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So she, when I started doing tours on the land, I learned all about the herbal and edible and medicinal plants. And I now run Sedona Sacred Paths, which the website should be up and running any day now. It, it might be up and running now. And I do sunrise and sunset tours, and I take people to spots that are not on the tourist maps. And I do relaxation and channeling and aligning of chakras and take you to spots that you can't go on a tour with pink jeep tours excuse me <laughs> <laughs> you know you can't go we with know what you're talking tours. about right right you know, there's the public tour that does know with commercial tours <laughs> <laughs> If you want a spiritual tour, you know where to go. <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome that you do all of that in the tour as well. Like not only showing people the parts that really probably don't get seen on the, the public tours that people do, but that you do channeling and the healing of chakras for people. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing that I, I did is I returned back to school to get my master's degree. And I, I now work with people that are in transition that need answers to questions that are grieving, that are wanting to better their lives or have graduated from college or, you know, are wanting to, you know, what know what their next step in life is. That would be something that I would help them with because I use my intuition and then I use traditional CBT, REBT, rational emotive behavioral therapy. I use art therapy because I'm an artist as well. And existential therapy because I bring in the spiritual aspect and also whether or not you are, you know, thinking about God or not, you're thinking about what, you know, what happens after death. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that's so fascinating that you combine like the science part of it and then also the spiritual because you don't find that a lot in most practices nowadays it's strictly one or the other and there's not really like a mixing of both but I think that's such a great way to approach especially transitions in people's lives because it can be so confusing and if people are going through grief and they don't really know like okay i've lost this big part of my life whether it was a job or a person or whatever now what i mean i think there are a lot of people who go through those big turning points in their lives and question what next right right do you have any questions for me melissa so do you help a lot of people or do you find that when you have a lot of people who come to you that they're looking for their life purpose? Yes. And what I have them do is to more or less break it down into different categories of their life. So in other words, rather than asking for a life purpose in general, would they be looking for a career life purpose or are they looking for a life purpose in finances? Are they looking for a life purpose in their 
love life or, you know what I mean? So that we can narrow it down to something more specific because life purpose is too general. Yeah, that's have- really interesting. I've never heard anyone break it down into categories before. Usually they just talk about your life purpose. And I know it can be many different things, but I've never heard someone say financial, romantic, and career, but that makes a lot of sense because if we can have many different purposes in life, they must be in different areas of our lives. Right, right. And then that way they get more specific and they can get more detailed information from me. And we can look at two or three different categories, right? You can have more than one life purpose, but that way they they get more information and more detailed information that way. Do you feel like a lot of people who come to you come to you because they feel kind of stuck in life? Yes, that's very common. They're, when people feel stuck, they 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 don't know which way to turn, and they're looking for that push, that extra umph. They have the answer inside of them. All they're looking for is that extra push over the edge, and that is where I come in. I'm able to pull that out from them you know what I mean they always had that answer they're just looking for affirmation so you help them tap into their own higher self or intuition in order to pull out exactly that's really interesting I like that you do that with them that's because it probably helps them too in the future understand how to then do this again for themselves and other areas of their lives right right and I would imagine that helps them too to build trust in their own intuition. Correct. And I actually have a workshop where I train people how to use their intuition. Awesome. How often do you do this workshop? Well, it's a one-on-one workshop and it's offered whenever people are interested. I don't, I haven't done it in a group setting in a long time because it's hard to get people's schedules together. I had a really hard time with that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're all very busy people. So I, I'm interested. I'm curious about something because when you said you had your near-death experience, you were told you had this higher purpose, which was to bring people back to love. Right. What if you found that that meant for you? Like, what do you think that meant? Well, what I, that's interesting that you should ask me that. I was going to tell you, I actually ended up reading a whole lot of books about that. And what I found was that every guru, every Mother Teresa, Gandhi, all of the Parapananda Yogananda, all of the all of the 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 books that I started to read all talked about God being love and service. So God is love. Love is God. And I learned that loving yourself is what they meant. Learn to love yourself. Love to love, learn to love God. God is love. Love is God. Love yourself. Those were the things that I got from it. And did you, when you had your near-death experience, because I've heard some people say this, that they just knew that they were actually like a part of the divine, like a part of God or whatever you want to call your higher power that because we're often, most of us who grow up in traditional religion, think of God as like this thing that's over here above us and judging us and looking at us and that it's not really something we're not part of 
God, we're just under God, I guess, and he's over us and, and judging us. And I feel like that's really a misconception that we've been taught just to kind of control us. So did you feel that when you had your near-death experience? Did you feel like you were a part of God or one with God or however you want to say it? I did. And actually the spirits, one was a Native American spirit, one was an Asian spirit, and the third one was an angelic spirit. So basically I started to delve into all the religions and I studied all the religions and then I was ordained as a minister. I did over 700 weddings in Sedona. So I'm an ordained minister as well. And I marry people. (laughs) I wear a lot of hats, Melissa. (laughs) You do. You do. I love that. That's That's so fascinating. So you probably learned that there are like bits and pieces of every religion where there are sparks of truth there. And then others where, of course, maybe people have taken liberties for whatever reason. So that's really interesting and do you believe that the the ones that came forward were your guides yes i do believe that yeah and do you still communicate with those same guides since you've had your near-death experience i do communicate with my guides and i've actually channeled my mother i lost my mother when i was 16. i was her caretaker from 10 to 16 and I I didn't have much of a childhood. I was abused as a child, beaten with a with a, a 52 inch belt. And my brother was favored because I was in an Italian family growing up. And in the 60s and the 70s, the, the males were dominant. And I was a female head of household. But I I grew from that. I, I actually pushed myself, put myself to college, had a double major. I don't regret it at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it advanced me. I learned how to cook at a young age. I graduated summa cum laude with honors and Phi Zeta Kappa. You know, it, it just, I, I, I don't regret it at all. And I, it just motivated it. it. It awakened the awesomeness with me <laughs> to take your catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that's so great that you had that outlook that you let it push you. And I feel like when we do go through traumas like that, I feel like there are always lessons in that. And just from what I've come to study and know, I feel like, and a lot of people say, oh, I don't understand this, but I feel like we've chosen those situations in order to learn certain lessons and to help us push us forward and to heal and learn how to heal through the trauma. Because I'm sure through your trauma, you probably had low self-esteem at some point, you know, and I did too growing up, I got into toxic relationships that also caused low self-esteem. So I had to, through those lessons, learn how to love myself again. Right, right. And that's why the return to love was so important for me. Yeah. And now it's interesting you say that you do channel your mother now or you connect to your mother while she's in spirit. Has she ever apologized to you for the way that you were brought up? Or is it just an understanding that, well, we were supposed to do this. We were supposed to come here and play this role out endure the situation so that you could learn and grow 
Well, she and I had plane tickets to run away from our family to California when, when she passed away. And I actually moved to California as soon as I graduated college. <laughs> so she wanted to flee as much as I wanted to flee. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she didn't, I didn't need, I forgave her a long time ago. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really, that's important, that forgiveness piece too. And I mean, a lot of things happen in our lives sometimes that people just, it's out of their control. And right. Right. We have to learn to love even through it. And that can be very difficult with families sometimes. Is that something that you work with people on is working through trauma that happens for people that they've experienced in childhood or even, you know, maybe young adults? Yes, I do. Yes. That's something that I work with for sure. Yeah. I think that's childhood trauma. Yeah. It's so important. I mean, we see people who go walk around unhealed and we see how destructive they can be and self-sabotaging in their own lives. So I think that what you're doing is so important in helping people. Thank you. And what would you say to somebody who is sitting out there? Maybe they're sitting out there listening to this and they're thinking to themselves either, yeah, I do have trauma that I'm afraid because I think how fear really holds a lot of people back. I'm afraid to go back and look at it and try to work through it and heal it. Or somebody who might be sitting out there and saying, you know, I, I don't like where I am in my job. Like you, maybe they're working 80 hours a week or they just don't feel fulfilled in the career where they are currently, you know, working and they just need some new direction. Like what advice would you give to those people out there listening? I'd say, give me a call. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, basically there's always, there's always answer. There's always another way. You know what I mean? That you don't have to sit in the, in, in the trauma that you can always make changes. You know what I mean? Even if it's just a paycheck, even if you are, if you're sitting in fear, that's the opposite of God. Yeah, you're right. Because fear is the opposite of love. Right. Yes. And it's never too late for someone who's sitting there and thinking, I've been in this job for 20 years and I hate it. I don't think it's ever too late. Right. Right. You're correct. (laughs) Well, I love that. And I want to thank you so much for sharing your story today. It's so interesting and fascinating, everything that you've been through. I cannot believe that you had nine near-death experiences. Yeah. It must not phase you anymore (laughs) at this point. No. (laughs) I'm still here, though, so I must have a purpose, and that's to help people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I do believe that you are helping people for sure. And I really love that you are using the, cause I saw on your website that you even had tarot cards on your website when yeah. you looked there. So you're, do you do readings with people while you're doing your sessions where you're also incorporating the, the mental health counseling? Well, it's it, it's optional. Some people don't want it at all. Some people do. And it's so it's optional. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, it's great that they have that option to have the tarot reading, because I have to say that in the times that I've gone to tarot readings, it was, it felt like a counseling session. <laughs> And it was super helpful, you know, at the end and to get so much clarity. And so if you combine that with, you know, your mental health counseling sessions, I can imagine that has to be incredibly powerful. It is. It is, Melissa. It really is. Thank you for having me today. I really appreciate you. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. And if we have somebody out there listening who is saying, I need to get a hold of Lori and I want to have one of these sessions or I want to join one of her workshops, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, you can text me at 480-369-1070, or you can log on to intuitivementalhealthcounselor.com, or you can email me at reverendlaurie at yahoo.com. Awesome. And I will have all of that in the show notes too. So if there's anybody listening to this while they're driving, you don't have to worry about trying to pull over and write this down. I'll have it in the show notes. You can come back to this and get back to the information later. Thank you so much for being here with us and for all of the things that you're doing, because I truly believe it's a blessing to so many people. So thank you. And you're a blessing to everyone as well, Melissa. Thank you. And I want to thank you guys for being here with us today. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review for wherever you're listening. And of course, the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with those you think might benefit. You can join us on Patreon where you can see the live video for this interview and you get a free trial. So you can join for seven days. We do live card readings each week. It's a lot of fun. It's a great supportive environment. Plus you get extra podcast episodes each week. And if at the end of seven days, you don't wanna stay with us, that's okay. There's no obligation, but I'd love to see you over there. The link is in the show notes. As always, I hope you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening, sending you guys so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye guys.